0: prior auths. Your plan says a medicine
1: is covered, but it's not. Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show. I'm Dr. Brian Forrest, and this week we will be talking about how insurance and Medicare covers medications or doesn't. And I'm Mike Davis. Welcome to the program, and we'd like to acknowledge companies that support our program. Thanks to Marley Drug and Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping at costs that are often much lower than even the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com.
0: And Dr. Forrest, if people want more information after the show or they want to find out information about your practice, where can they find that?
1: If listeners want to send general non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they can go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also like our page on Facebook, or they could send an email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com. Make sure you include your contact information uh, so that we can get back to you if we have further questions. And if you'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go to acchealth.com, and after the show, you can listen to an on-demand podcast at wptf.com, and we will provide links to that on our landing page at accesshealthradio.com. So, Dr. Forrest, I know that
0: insurance coverage for medications can be really confusing. I know it's certainly true for me. So I'm glad that you're tackling the topic today and explaining how medications are covered or, in many cases, they're not
1: Right. So, uh, Mike, uh, first off, happy Easter. Thank uh, he you. is risen today. Amen. Uh, I thought it would be important, uh, this week to help listeners understand how medications get paid for, uh, when insurance or the government's involved. And, you know, many times people think that because they have insurance or they have Medicare or Medicaid, that whatever their doctor thinks they need will automatically be paid for by insurance. And that's just not the case anymore. Uh, One of the most frustrating aspects of taking care of patients these days is really trying to get the insurance companies to pay for things that it said it was going to pay for or cover in, uh, you know, patients' policies. So on today's show, we're going to discuss some of the common terms that are used and explain what that means for patients and how to get your medications or even equipment and procedures as affordably as possible. Now, Dr. Forrest, I know
0: that one of those common terms is prior authorizations. Can you tell us exactly what does that mean?
1: Well, I think it's one of the, the dirtiest words that there is in terms of uh, physicians. We hate to hear that there's a prior authorization or what we call a prior off. Uh, so, and it's very confusing to patients first and foremost, prior authorization is a way for your insurance company or the government to try and get you and your doctor not to go with a certain medication or procedure because they don't want to have to pay for it. And usually the way it works is that your healthcare provider orders or prescribes a medicine or procedure that they feel is absolutely necessary and medically justified. Then the insurance will say, we, we will only cover what your doctor's ordered if we make sure that you really need it before we pay for it. And the crazy part about that is that the physician obviously already thought you needed it or they would not have ordered it or prescribed it in the first place. The prior authorization process is really meant to create a lot of resistance and make it really difficult for you to get something paid for by insurance in hopes that you'll choose something else or that your doctor will choose to prescribe something else that will cost the insurance less money. Even if your doctor thinks that this is the best medicine for you and the one that might have more side effects and likelihood of making you sick or in and of the hospital is the one the insurance company prefers. They want to put you on the best medicine they can. And one of the biggest problems is that the insurance company will often make it seem the reason that a medicine is not covered is just because your doctor has not filled out the right paperwork yet. This gets really frustrating for physicians because it's one of the most misleading ideas about prior authorizations. When a physician orders or prescribes something for you, that is all that needs to happen for something to be legally authorized. Depending on your insurance company, though, they have created artificial barriers to you getting that specifically in order for them not to have to pay for it. Why should an insurance company need to ask your doctor if you really needed something? Obviously, in their opinion, you did need it.
0: And that sound means it's time for the Access Health Tip
1: of the Week. So the tip this week is if you get notified at the pharmacy that a medication requires a prior authorization in order for it to be covered by your insurance What this really means is that they don't cover the medication except under very restrictive circumstances. For example, if there are 10 medications for the same disease, your insurance company may require that you have already tried 9 out of 10 of them and had serious side effects or allergic reactions to them before they will pay for the one the doctor recommended. These are called step edits, meaning if you go through the step of taking the medications the insurance company wants to pay for and they make you sick or give you side effects, then they might pay for the one that the doctor actually ordered. Well, guess what? Usually the physician recommended the one for you that we thought was going to give you the least side effects and that you were less likely to be allergic to in the first place. After we come back from the break, we'll discuss what you should do and
0: should not do if you find out that something your doctor ordered has a prior authorization. This is Access Health Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. I'm Mike Davis with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest. And today we're talking about prior authorizations. So, Dr. Forrest, if a patient finds out at the pharmacy that a medication or something else has a prior authorization on it, what should they
1: do? Well, first, do not blame your physician, Uh, These barriers are created by the insurance companies, and physicians hate these restrictions. In fact, there have been lawsuits by physicians against these companies for prior authorizations that have been successful. Many times the pharmacist may say, you know, your doctor just needs to call this number or fill out this paperwork, and then your insurance will cover the medicine. Then patients feel like it's the doctor's fault that the insurance company will not cover the medicine. Doctors want more than anything for you to be able to get what they prescribe. However, the only way to get some of these medications approved is to be dishonest and actually lie on the forms. This potentially could actually get your physician in trouble for insurance fraud. For example, I know of situations where physicians have told insurance companies that a patient is allergic to every single medicine except the one they prescribed in order to get insurance to cover it. Of course, that wasn't the actual case. They weren't really allergic to every other medication, but the physician really wanted the patient to to get that medication covered. So if your healthcare provider tells you that your insurance will not cover a medicine due to a prior authorization, it may be that legally they will not really cover it at all. So my first rule is don't be mad at your physician for a prior authorization or even if a medication does not get approved. The blame lies squarely in this case on the insurance company that has created that barrier for you. And you should complain directly to the insurance company or to the employer that you work for that's choosing what insurance plan you have. The documentation for prior authorizations can take at least 30 minutes. Uh, There's been lots of occasions where myself and colleagues have spent 30 minutes or more on the phone just for one medication for a patient. And almost every patient has a medication that requires at least one of these. This means that it could literally take 30 minutes additionally for every medicine that they prescribe for every patient. That's more time than a lot of physicians have in a day just to even see their patients. And the insurance companies rely on this as a way to punish doctors for prescribing anything that they have to pay too much money for in hopes they will just stick to the insurance company's formulary. Now, you just said the word formulary there. I've heard that before. What exactly does formulary mean? A formulary is basically the short list of medications that insurance companies don't mind paying for because they literally cost pennies. In some cases, these are just really old drugs that have been around for over 50 years and are dirt cheap. And in other cases, they are drugs where the insurance company actually gets paid money by the drug company to be on their preferred formulary list. Either way, they have some big financial reasons to get you to take the medications that are on their formulary. In some cases, they even make money when you get certain prescriptions filled. The problem with formulary lists is that they have gotten narrower and narrower over the years. And in some cases, insurance companies only have about 5% or less of all medications covered. Yes, you heard that right. In other words, Most insurance preferred drug lists don't even cover about 95% of the possible prescriptions your physician could give you. There are probably roughly 5,000 prescriptions that you could receive from your physician that are FDA approved. Compare that against what your insurance company's preferred drug list might be, which might only be 200 or less medications. Dr. Forrest, that is shocking to me. I did
0: not realize that out of all the prescriptions my doctor could write, only so few would be covered
1: yes and one of the things that bothers me the most about that is that physicians are contracted that are contracted with insurance companies often get financial incentives only to prescribe what is on that insurance company's formulary there are literally instances where your doctor's paycheck might get smaller if they prescribe something that your insurance company did not like. And that's one reason I personally will not sign those contracts with insurance companies. I feel like it creates a real conflict of interest. So the next time your doctor prescribes something for you that requires a prior authorization or if it's not on formulary, genuinely thank your physician because they are creating more hassle, more work, and potentially less pay for themselves because they are trying to look out for your best interest as a patient.
0: Now, we've talked a lot today about insurance companies not approving of medications, but you tell me that it's gone as far as even procedures and x-rays as well?
1: Yes. It used to be the case, you know, a few years back that if your doctor thought you needed an x-ray or an MRI or some type of medical equipment, they could just order it, and if you had insurance, it was covered. And that's just not the case anymore. In fact, uh, many large insurance companies started requiring prior authorizations, even for radiology procedures like CT scans and MRIs about 10 years ago. So now in the same way that your physician could get punished for ordering a medication that the insurance company doesn't like, they could also get the same treatment for ordering an MRI or CT scan that they think you really need. I've known colleagues to spend hours on the phone begging insurance companies to let someone have an MRI only to be denied. I've actually had this happen personally to me, though I told the insurance company that I was sure a patient had a brain tumor. They still would not pay for a CT scan. I ended up finding a way around it by calling a local hospital emergency room, telling them I was sending the patient for an emergency CT scan of the head. And guess what? Sure enough, they found the brain tumor and it actually ended up costing the insurance company a whole lot more money than if they had just approved the scan in the first place. The patient only had to pay their emergency room copay, which surprisingly was less than, you know, what their out of pocket would have been to begin with. So sometimes healthcare providers have to get really creative and work really hard to get even procedures that they think are necessary done these days. And I have a patient right now where I've tried and tried to get a CT scan approved, and the insurance company has declined it. And it's very likely that she's got a cancer you know, lurking in there and uh, you know, doesn't have a way to pay for getting this test done. The same goes for home medical equipment. You know, Even the, those testing strips for diabetes, those, they're only about a dollar a piece. But in many cases, those are a prior authorization, and it can take an act of Congress to get an insurance company to approve paying for those. Thanks, Dr. Forrest. After the break, uh, we're going to summarize
0: the key information that we've learned today about prior authorizations, and it's our Access Health Radio's Trivia of the Week. All of that straight ahead here on Access Health Radio. Welcome back to Access Health Radio with board-certified family physician, Dr. Brian Forrest, and I'm Mike Davis. Thanks for joining us today. We're talking about prior authorizations, Now it's time for our Access Health Trivia of the Week.
1: So about 1,500 unique drugs have been approved by the FDA and its ancestor agencies since they started doing approvals of medications, and that was in the early 1800s. And those are all FDA-approved drugs that have come out. There's also a little over 9,000 known drugs, including experimental ones, that currently exist. And when you take into account the fact that most medications have a pill form, a capsule form, an extended release version, a liquid version, uh, you know, there's a lot of medications out there. So I just thought it'd be interesting for the audience to know, uh, you know, what does my doctor have access to prescribe to me? And it turns out it's almost about almost 10,000 medications total.
0: Well, Doctor Forrest, you've covered a lot of ground today on a very controversial topic—prior authorization. So, what are the keys to remember from today's program?
1: Well, first, if your healthcare provider orders or prescribes something and it it requires a prior authorization from your insurance company, uh, be very grateful that they actually ordered that. You should you should thank your provider for ordering something, uh, realizing it was going to be quite an ordeal to get that approved second don't be upset with your physician if a medication has a prior authorization or if it gets denied uh you know these barriers are not created by your doctor your your physician is when they order a test or send a prescription they obviously think that it's absolutely medically necessary and they wouldn't you know do it otherwise um so if that happens it's really squarely on the insurance companies um, as the, the fault, because obviously your doctor wanted you to have that medication or that procedure. Uh, next, I think it's important to be an advocate for yourself. Um, if you find yourself in a situation where there's something that you you feel like you need medically, your physician thinks you need medically, and your insurance company just is unwilling to, to cover it, uh, there are appeals processes. But you know, if you're if you're denied. Uh, it's important that you basically not only complain to the insurance company, but you should also, you know, complain again to whoever's providing that insurance. You know, many of us now pay for a large portion of our insurance premium ourselves, but employers also pay a lot of those premiums for a lot of folks. And so the employers want to hear that, you know, they'll switch insurance plans and you should let the insurance companies be on notice that if you're unsatisfied with how they're covering your health care, that you're going to go directly to your employer and let them know, maybe they should pick a different, Plan uh, that's actually providing some some healthcare coverage. So don't be afraid to be an advocate for yourself. Uh, don't be afraid to uh, to be you know vocal about that. Just remember that uh, you should direct that at the insurance company because they're the ones that created this newfangled thing called prior authorizations uh, and formularies in the first place. Uh, physicians uh, would would get rid of those altogether if they could. Um, and then lastly. You know, if you really need to try to find a way around insurance to get a medicine, uh, you should do that. I've seen patients delay treatment in getting medications they really needed because they were waiting for an insurance company to approve it. The truth is a lot of times when, you know, you need a medication, you need it now. And so you should never wait on getting treatment for your insurance company. And there have been instances where I've seen patients have delayed care because of waiting on prior authorizations that has really seriously affected their health. Um, So if you can't get something approved, if insurance doesn't pay for it, remember that that prescription is still valid. You may have to pay for it out of pocket. You might have to pay for something cash, including a procedure or medication. But, you know, often, as we've talked about on the show in the past, uh, many times, if you're willing to bypass insurance and pay cash anyway, you may actually get a significant discount. Uh, In fact, in many cases, you may get a discount that's so significant that your out-of-pocket cost ends up being similar or less than what it would have been had your insurance actually uh, covered, you know, either the medication or the procedure to begin with. Um, And then remember, there are some other options, too, especially for the medications. And the truth is, you can use something like Marley Drug. And get it that way and they'll ship it to your house and just bypass your insurance and everything is flat priced on on the list with them. So, you know, you're looking at roughly under $6 a month for most of those medications uh, and that's delivered to your door. The other thing is, you know, what's better than non-expensive? What's better is free. And so uh, we've mentioned this on the show as well before. Uh, ask your physician or your healthcare provider about helping you apply for patient assistance programs. Uh, it really only takes about five minutes. And what we see is that about 90% of patients that apply for these will actually get the medications directly from the manufacturer completely for free.
0: Thanks, Dr. Forrest. And that's all the time that we have prior authorization for today. <laughs>
1: This concludes our show, and hopefully you'll be able to use this information. Our scripture of the week is meant to be for this Easter Sunday broadcast and comes from Luke 24, 1 through 12. On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Happy Easter to you this Sunday. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Radio Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health. And join us next week as Dr. Forrest will be discussing
0: counterfeit medications. Is there any active ingredient in that pill you're taking, or does it just look like the real thing? We'll see you then.